Consider our cliffs fully hung. It's Cliffhanger on Stinger Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hello and welcome to Stinger Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me, as always, are Sam and Jackie. Hello to the three of us, including myself. Hello, me. Hello, myself. I'm really glad to be hanging out with you guys. Oh, that was too easy. Come on, Sam. You can get one in there. No. This movie was a real cliffhanger. That wasn't. It's it's called Cliffhanger. There isn't really any cliffhangers that happen in it. So here's the deal. The plane kind of cliffhangs a little bit. I've been thinking about this all week in preparation for Cliffhanger, the movie. Uh, Its title is wrong because a cliffhanger, in order for something to be a cliffhanger, there must be a sequel. You must be left with what's going to happen next. That's the definition of a cliffhanger. Now, sure, okay, this is a play on words. But then you think about the words that it's playing with, and there's no such job as a cliffhanger. You're either a rock climber or a mountain climber. Nobody just goes and hangs from cliffs. That's not a thing. No. You know, there was going to be a sequel, though. Oh, fuck you. No, I'm not joking. No, fuck you. There was never going to be a sequel. Yeah, this it is was. crap. No, to, up, up, it, like, Stallone didn't give up on the sequel until 2008. <laughs> Even though this shit is like one of the beginning things that sinks Coralco. Uh-huh. Like, and get this, the sequel was going to be called like Dam or something like that. Dam. Uh, Just Dam. Gale. Or I, I can't remember if it was Gale Force or Dam or something because like the guy's name was Casey Gale or Sylvester Stallone's Gabe. character. Gabe. Gabe. Something. Gale. Gabe, Gabe Gale. Gale, maybe. Mm, okay. His name I don't is know. Gabe. Right. I sure. But he was going to, it was going to be the same thing only in Hoover Dam. So just die hard again, only in a dam. But you're like, I wonder how this never got made. Like, why is this right. mountain climber just work at Hoover Dam Cliffhanger now? Cliffhanger two, dam. <laughs> With he's works at a dam now. Maybe it's supposed to be said like Cliffhanger two, dam. I I would say that if they made another Cliffhanger, <laughs> dam. Uh, this is surprisingly, very surprisingly, one of our good movie debunked episodes. I still don't understand how people think this is a good movie. Let's let's go by the numbers. It's got a 69 on Rotten Tomatoes. Too high. A 60 Metacritic score. A 6.4 user rating on IMDb. Now, I understand some of those ratings are going to be from people that are like us, that enjoy stupidity, but this was a respected movie. In fact, I just read that Empire Magazine said that it's arguably Stallone at the top of his career. That means that this movie is better than Rocky and First Blood. 
don't think it is. I think it's crap. It's on AFL's 100 Years 100 Thrills lists. Uh, AFL? The AFI? American, American Football League? Yeah, the AFL. <laughs> yeah, well, if anybody was going to give this a great review, it would be the AFL. Yeah, it was better than the 67 <laughs> Jets. Actually, it wasn't. The Jets were great back then. It's crap. It is the definition of action crap. No, it's not. Okay, Jackie. There was a helicopter. Th- there's things there's in it. Explosions. Yeah. Snow. Uh, snow. Some dangerous mountain scenes. Uh, then there was, you know, the love interest. Okay. Uh, he kills people. So, okay, wait. You're disputing that it's action crap. No, I liked it. Jackie, I was entertained. How many times do we have to go through this? This is our fourth year. Something can be crap and enjoy it. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a fucking podcast <laughs> where we talk about crap that we enjoy. I thought this was a fine film. So you're this four is stars? A, yeah. Like, okay, no. It's like, <laughs> it's like a two and a halfer. <laughs> so it's a five. A five out of ten. I think is as good as a film critic could give it. Like, legitimately, not ironically enjoying this film, appreciating it as a piece of art and storytelling, a 5 out of 10 is as good as you could do and look yourself in the mirror the next fucking day and say, you know what? I am an honest film critic. Now, for us, we're going, obviously, to give it a much higher score than that because we're fucking chimps in a basement that like garbage. Well, I can actually, I saw this shit at the theater. Uh-huh. And was uh, with someone else that was completely vexed by it. Right. Like, after we got out, uh, one of the people we went to high school with was like, I don't understand what they were saying, and why did he... <laughs> ki- you can kill a man with a stalactite? And just, like, all these questions, like, yeah, it sucked. So, even though uh, film critics are giving it this, a 14-year-old me gave it a thumbs down. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I would have given it an honest, like... Out of 10, I would have given this a three when I walked out of that theater. I have no idea what this film contributes to filmmaking anyway, like any fucking possible way. What it did for the action genre. Riddle me that, people who think that this is a good movie. What did it do? It introduced me to cliff um, rock climbing. Right. It introduced you to a thing that doesn't exist. Cliff hanging. It's not a thing. Uh, No, it didn't, Jackie. Uh, I never heard of rock climbing before I saw this movie. Really? Yeah. So you were just sheltered. So that's what it did is it gave a sheltered girl a, a action sport introduction. Rock climbing wasn't a thing back then. It totally was. Yeah, it, it was. Has been, it has Fucking Sir Edmund Hillary climbed Mount Everest in fucking 1954. Yeah, that is rock climbing. No, that's, no, that's, that was that's hiking average. up a mountain. That is not hiking up a mountain. Do you know what the Himalayans are like? I apologize to the listening audience for both of their knowledge of rock climbing, uh, mountaineering, or anything that happens Dude, outside. How are you apologizing for me? I just quoted what year Sir Edmund Hillary climbed I Mount Everest. I am not going to stand behind any of the facts that just came out of your mouth. It could have been also I, 1974. In fact, I want to distance myself from anything you just said several seconds ago. Actually, I think it was uh, uh, Ron Livingston, and he was like, Livingston, I presume, when he met the... The uh, abominable snowman exactly, at the top of Mount yeah. Everest. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it went. 
So I do have a question. Okay. A serious rock mounting question. Rock mounting? Yeah. Rock yeah. I'm just combining the two now. Uh-huh. Uh, why don't they take goats? They seem like they've got the, you know, those goats that are on Hands. the mountains. Wh- why don't they take one of those on the trip? To, to carry do what? To carry stuff like spare water. Um, and then they can, you know, it's like one of those things from Star Wars, you know, where if you get a big enough goat, you can, and it gets cold and your tent has a hole in it. You can just get in there. You know, I know why, Jackie, because goats are terrible conversationalists. <laughs> <laughs> And, and they'll eat your shit while you're up yeah, there. Right. Like, I had extra socks, and then you look at the goat, and it just looks back at you, and you're like, fuck you, goat. <laughs> uh, Sam, can you please enlighten us on what the fuck is going on here? With uh, why why any of this happened? Yeah, why, yes. Well, apparently it started out as a stolen screenplay. Okay. It's written by Stallone. Uh, he just redid the dialogue last. It's, uh, it's, this uh-huh, was written by uh-huh, several people, uh-huh, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. In fact, the screenplay bill, because the ballooning uh, cost of this picture was never really fully written down. Like uh, Its original budget was reported at $40 million. Later accounts, it's more like 70 It's probably more like 75 Yeah. They ended up having to pay... Uh, Every people would just keep showing up with early drafts of this. Like, no, I wrote this. Mm-hmm. By the way, back in 1980, they're like, shit, you may have. So, like, two guys got seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a piece. Two guys got five hundred thousand dollars a piece. Like, anybody that showed up with a wad of paper got a big check. Like, ah, you may have written this. Fuck it. Uh, you know, it, you claim to have written this, but fuck you. You know who wrote this goddamn movie? Fucking DB Cooper wrote this goddamn movie. You didn't write shit. You wrote fucking something that happened, and oh well, uh, we'll put in Sloan in, and that makes it a fucking action movie that I wrote. No, you just fucking ripped off DB Cooper. Wait, That's no, it. it's Die Hard. It's Die Hard mixed with the story of DB Cooper. Yeah, it's actually just Die Hard Two over again. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and oddly enough, Die Hard Two was directed by Rennie Harlan, mm-hmm. who originally turned down the. Uh, project he said no i don't want to make die hard 2 again and they said are you sure and he's like you're right i do want to make <laughs> oh, die yeah, I, I love me. it I, it's me I'm, I'm ready fucking harlan i can't make a good movie i make i make die hard 2 over and over again i made it with fucking pirates uh what is this is is this Rennie harlan's this, third movie that we've done because obviously we did cutthroat island we did cutthroat island i can't remember what the, he's got such a laundry list we of talked shit. about we've, that bullshit with uh johnny knoxville and uh jackie Skip chan Trace. that was garbage yeah this is, i think is only second okay. but we've done him on do's and don'ts a couple times all right, all right. but uh harlan had a uh, final cut on this and it was apparently so bad and so laughable that it had to get completely re-edited and chopped down in a way that after you watch it, knowing that you're like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense because they just had to reshuffle it like a deck of cards to get the bad action scenes out. Oddly enough, some of those things driven. Yes. Driven. So this is his third time. God, he's um, die hard in a car. <laughs> sort of, sort of, um, he gets final cut. It was so bad. Uh, all these action scenes are sort of cut apart, removed, Things are reshuffled to where they aren't as stupid. Oddly enough, like when I was reading about some of the things that were cut intentionally, like the big one was this Stallone jumps like basically from one mountain to the other mountain mm-hmm. to get away. Okay. And uh, a couple other like really outlandish things all happen in the movie Vertical Limit seven years later. Right. <laughs> like, right. It, like it is verbatim like, 
Oh, so they saw. So somebody saw the Rennie Harlan cut of this movie, and it was Martin Campbell, maybe, who directed uh, Vertical Limit. Was Which like, we'll probably also get to at some point. At some point, was like, man, those assholes at Carolco or Carolco, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. That first cut of Cliffhanger was fucking tense. Yeah, let's get <laughs> next in. You got Robin Tunney and uh, Chris Robbins and did uh, Chris Robbins. Chris Robbins. <laughs> Christopher he, there's a bear Robbins. in it, and so, you know, it's fine. He, he may as well funny. be Christopher. What is his name? Uh, God, Chris is O'Donnell. It? Chris O'Donnell, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, Vertical Limit. That's all you got? No, I got sidetracked on Vertical Limit. Right. So now you're blanking? No, uh, mostly that the misreported budget of this being the 40 that was actually 75 and it's earnings that were reported at uh, 255 million mm. because they claimed that it had a great European showing. There's, I don't know if there's any way that they can prove they made any of that. Yeah, you know, they can't. And the domestic return was actually 85. So there's a really good chance that 85 is still pretty strong domestically for 1993. Unless the budget might've been a hundred cause they were lying about everything. Right. Right. Um, but it is the sort of number fudging that leads to what eventually will become the downfall of Coralco mm-hmm. and two years after this with the uh, debacle that is Cutthroat Island. Uh, the reason that Stallone got involved with the picture is that originally Coralco was going to do a $90 million buddy picture with him and John Candy. Ugh. And they couldn't do it. Because so they just threw no infinite chemistry. money at this screenplay because it was the one sitting on the table. Right. Right, right, right. Which I thought they also did something very similar with that, with with the Spider-Man franchise. They had that sitting there, but they had to shelve it and dumped a bunch of money into something else because it was just, we got the money. We have the money. We have this slot for our summer release. This is what we're doing now. Yeah, right. Yeah, they had good, they they were. Which is investor fraud, really. I think it's just how Fox, 20th Century Fox did that shit forever until they just got bought. So Right. Uh, business as usual. Yeah, I guess. Bunch of grab ass in Hollywood, literally mm-hmm. and figuratively. Uh, the one thing I do want to praise about this film is, and it's what basically what everybody praises, and it, it, but in a, in a different stupid way. They praise Rennie Harlan for his wonderful cinematography. Uh, there's the settings are incredible. This this mountain range where they film this, the Cortana D'Ampezzo. Dolomite Mountains in uh, northern Italy. Uh, the path of the Caradris uh, that leads to the Elven village of... Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, no, the chopper pilots. The guys that are flying these fucking helicopters that the cameramen mm. are sitting in, those guys should be fucking praised for this film, not Rennie Harlan. In fact, I would condemn Rennie Harlan for some things. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, you notice those guys free climbing way too high to be free climbing? Yeah. He was like, I can see their safety harnesses. They can't wear those. So he made the stuntman free climb and Jesus kill yourself H areas. Fucking Christ. And when we get to the most expensive stunt ever done, we'll talk about that when it's happening. He refused to wear, let the guy wear a parachute. Jesus fuck. Fuck Rennie Harlan. Fuck what an that asshole. Guy. What a fucking douchebag. That that's guy why it was they had to come back to the US to shoot that because it was illegal to do it the way they did it in Europe. And when you, I was looking at it, you actually look at it, and you're like, it's, he seemed bunchy because of all the air that was hitting him. So I couldn't tell that he didn't have a, an emergency chute underneath it his jumpsuit. You wouldn't have been able to tell. Shoot around it, you stupid. And so if when you're I, such a fucking fantastic filmmaker. You know, allegedly, there was no other safety equipment. But if that's the case, I mean, that's, that's fucking terrible. It's terrible. 
God, what a dickhead. Uh, we should also mention that this was nominated for four Razzies. Uh, worst picture, worst screenplay. Uh, uh, Janine Turner, surprisingly, was nominated for worst actress. I didn't really feel one way or the other There about is her. one, like, ultimate blow it uh-huh. when they're in the cave. And he's like, don't move. And she just, like, sits up before the bat scene or whatever. She just has this dirty look on her face, and you're like, "Are you acting right now, or what is what is going on here?" Uh, it lost to Indecent Proposal, which I didn't even know was that big of a stinker that it could lose or well win or lose. I whichever it is, yeah, semantics that we're going for uh, to cliffhanger because wow, wow, wow! I never saw Indecent Proposal. Hey, maybe me. It's something I, we might have to look at. I have seen it. Uh-huh. It was fucking dumb. Okay. Ugh. Ugh, dumb? Or, uh, like, dumb. Uh, oh. Mm. Like, this is, mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we just make noise. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Is that oh, what Robert <laughs> Redford does at dinner? He's just like, yeah. <laughs> and then Woody Harrelson's like, are you offering $1 million to sleep with her? Because I'll take it. <laughs> I'm guessing that's a yes. <laughs> Sir, this is indecent at the table. <laughs> the original title was Indecently Prepared Proposal. <laughs> Bad table manners, please bang my wife. Proposal. I guess. Uh, okay. Uh, you guys ready for sure. cliffhanger? Jackie, your, your cliff's hung. Yes. All right. Here we go. Uh, it starts out uh, with some uh, great chopper filmmaking mm-hmm. uh with a uh, chopper flying in a rescue chopper piloted by Janine Turner's character uh Jess and Frank the old guy that also works at the uh the forest service are these guys forest service or like emergency like is mountain this a thing? mountain rescue is that a thing yeah yeah okay All there right. is but however uh usually it's a volunteer and it's not 24 7 like oh. they have it set up like it's 24 7 i'm guessing if this was a national park where there's a lot of climbing mm-hmm. happening at that time of year then yes there's going to be some full-timers okay all right uh so they're flying up and they're the michael roker who we should mention is in this film fantastic actor one of my yeah friends, uh is trapped because he banged his knee his knees out again from okay. climbing this mountain from that old football injury well, I was a nom. Oh, yeah, where where he took the the shrapnel from the bouncing Betty and into sure. his cartilage. Yeah, I remember. Uh, that part. No, Save the platoon. It was because he slipped getting out of a hot tub. <laughs> oh no! That <laughs> uh, he, Stallone, Jess, and his girlfriend Sarah were apparently partying last night. In, I bet you that party got uh, weird. Par- well, I was thinking boring <laughs> yeah so what what happened in 1993 that you talk about guys guys get rid of your clappers yet fuck <laughs> <laughs> any, any loud noise lights on and off can't handle it I, uh, yeah i replaced it with a chia pet go with my own head <laughs> uh so they're up there they can't get down him and his girlfriend and uh gabe is on his way gabe is stallone's character he's also climbing up from underneath. Yes. While there's a rescue chopper on its way. Yes. Was he like with them or did they like get up to the top of a fucking mountain and be like, 
Oh, my knee's pretty bad. Can you give us a lift down? Yeah. I'll come up and climb up. Well, since we all work here, I guess we can totally waste company resources to come get you. Right. Meanwhile, it's like set up that this is like his, this, uh, taut love affair and she doesn't really know what she's doing. Her ass would never be up there. She couldn't have gotten to where they're at if she no. didn't have a fucking clue. An inexperienced climber. Yep. Would never have gotten up no! there. No. Not to mention, how much does he really like this girlfriend? Let's break this down, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, he's all like, don't lose her, man. I love her. But then you got to think to yourself, one, you know that she doesn't know how to climb very well. Two. You I took don't her know that. But... Yeah. Well, he that they say that. Right. Uh, two. Uh, why would you take an inexperienced climber up on a like drastic climb? The K nineteen Widowmaker. Yeah. Uh, three. Why are you climbing with a bum knee? Right. You don't give a shit about this woman. I don't. Need, I, you just took out an insurance policy last week, and you're just like, "Oh, you're an inexperienced climber. Let's go." He took an insurance policy out on his girlfriend. On He's not bar flies, s- you can do that. Yeah, In guess, 1993, huh. they changed some things after the. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the savings and loan scandal. <laughs> Good job, regulations. Okay, so they connect the chopper to a line, a cable, stretch the cable out to the next cliff. So that they can, what's that called? Where you where you dangle from a line? Got, there's got to be a term. Well, it looks like a zip line, but it's upside down, so they're just gonna traverse this. Yeah, traverse the line to the other cliff where the chopper can land. Sure. So they can all get in, go back to the hot tub, and have a nice relaxing night of uh, swapping, probably. And then Sylvester Stallone slaps the side of the table, and a good joke when the lights come off. He's like, "God damn it! I thought you said you got rid of the clappers." <laughs> No, I said I got rid of the clap. I didn't get rid of that either. <laughs> and there's no chlorine in this hot tub. Ew. It's raw water. It's a big thing now. So Michael Rooker makes it across just fine. He's being a little loosey-goosey with the uh, safety stuff, but uh, it's fine. No big deal. It's his girlfriend's turn, Sarah. She gets out there. She's very uh, now uh, seriously worried about hanging on from a mountain. Uh, like she just she just made the most if she's scared of heights she's chosen a weird time to show it <laughs> right Indeed. yeah once again you don't care about her that much well she apparently doesn't care about herself because she at no point said i can't do this i don't want to get up on top of a fucking mountain yeah wonder it was one of those things she's like ah he's like the only guy in town that has all of his teeth hmm. i really need to make an effort here because it seems like they're in one of those places that would have very limited selection. Well, we are only introduced to five of the people that, five men that live in this town. Michael Rooker, Frank. Stallone, Frank, and the two snow bros who we'll introduce later. They're drifters. They don't even live there. Uh, there you go, man. There you go. Mm-hmm. So our options are pretty slim. Uh, anyways, so she gets out there. She's like, ah, I'm going slow. You're doing great. Uh, her clip breaks because... I know very little about this sort of thing. Sure. But the one thing I do know, even in 1993, because un- unbeknownst to Jackie, mountain and rock climbing has been around for centuries. The one thing that you do. That's in 10 year increments. Is. <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to anyone out there that has anything to. Anything. Uh, Knowledge-wise about mathematics, uh, 
or elevation <laughs> science spelling <laughs> elementary education uh the ability to use light switches go outside or <laughs> drink water without choking the one thing i do know is that on your safety line you have another safety Safe- line no, but what's great about it is in the previous shot you see rooker's character has the little wheel line to one spot, right. and then there's the safety line to another spot Every on the harness. Every single time. And then on hers, it's like doubled through the same thing so that it ends up being like this death trap <laughs> that's like a fucking human <laughs> slinky, right? You're like, who t- what? Yeah, it's 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 like, no, guys, you're, you're, you've got Gabe, the world's greatest rock climber is yeah. what this movie's telling us. Right there, checking her safety equipment and he sends her out on one line that fucking this is his fault this is his fault it's also michael rooker's fault for bringing her up there in the first place but he's not there when she gets connected that's not on him this is on gabe completely Mm -hmm. that her fucking clip breaks and there's not a fucking tether to keep her on the line well that's what that bitch gets for eating the last piece of pizza last night huh that's strong language for an innocent person and she didn't bring the clam dip like she was supposed to. In 1993. We, we got to get rid of this girlfriend. They, they were all in the hot tub, Jackie, and she was in it. It's all clam dip. Just turn, There's crabs clapping yeah. there. Just turn it into a soupy chip dipper. Raw water. It's a big thing. <laughs> Gross. Uh, so anyway, she's dangling. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And, and Gabe's like, I'll go out and get her. And Michael Rooker's like, no, you can't go out and get her. That's two people on the line. It's only built for one. I'll sit on my harness. That's his technique to I think he said, I'll send out my harness, not sit on it. (laughs) I'll sit here. I'll sit here until she falls. Anybody got some popcorn? I want to see how long this thing lasts. (laughs) I swear to God, he says, I'll sit. Don't go out there. I'll sit on my harness. Oh, I thought he said send out. Well, okay. Either way, what does that do? She could grab it, maybe. It It doesn't do anything because she's like. Uh, this situation is bad. I'm going to make it worse by letting go of the cord. Right. And grabbing the only part that's breaking. Right. And let's face it here. If she can't hold on at this point, she didn't make it up that mountain. No. Well, by the time Stallone gets out there, which is a bunch of yelling and uh, on the other end, Frank and Michael Rooker just start yanking on the cable so that they, that way you can shake them while they're being. Right. (laughs) You're like, what? Don't do that. Uh, by the time Stallone makes it out there, he has to like grab her at the last second. Right, she falls and he and grabs on her hand, which she's, he didn't have the reaching ability to grab when she was on the thing. But as soon as she falls, he instantly has Inspector Gadget arms, I guess. Yeah, but when he grabs her arm, it seems like he's got a pretty good grip. She does everything she can to get that down to where he's only hanging on to her by her Leather gardening glove. She's wearing gardening gloves. Known for all of the things that you can do dexterity-wise with your fingers when wearing... Like, you can't even put your hand in your pocket when you, you're wearing gardening gloves. You can't gloves. answer your cell phone. You can't do anything. It's like, you can't even garden when you're wearing <laughs> your gardening gloves. Like, I'm going to put my gardening gloves on and pull weeds. After three minutes, you look around, you're like, yeah, my hands are going to hurt tomorrow, but these fucking gloves won't do anything. <laughs> 
Yeah, so of course her fucking glove comes loose yeah. and she falls to her death. But not before her fucking teddy bear that she brought up onto the mountain falls oh, out yeah. of her backpack. Which is a Rennie Harlan decision, I'm sure. What does that even... Guys, we're doing this. We're going to put in a teddy bear falling to the ground and that will symbolize her demise if she falls, which happens four seconds after the teddy bear. So it's not symbolized like, ooh, sh- foreshadowing. My teddy bear fell. I hope I don't fall like, as well. well. The- oh, I'm dead. Teddy bear falls out. and like, where did that come from? Maybe she's got kids. And then everybody looks at Rooker and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I really just met her last week. <laughs> and, you know, I, I kind of wonder if the fight between Stallone's character and Hal, right, mm-hmm. is really about the fact that as she's falling to her death, she keeps screaming Gabe's name. Not Hal, I love you. Hal, Hal. Hmm. She just, she's just screaming for Gabe. That's because they were swapping, Jackie. I'm telling you, man. That hot tub, loosey-goosey. Instead of a bowl of keys, they just put them in the hot tub. And everybody dove down at once to fish out the keys, and they all bonked heads. <laughs> yeah. And then one person comes out with a six-inch length of hose and goes, I got it! Like, what, did you, what is this, third grade? No, we can all swim. Come on now. Six-inch length of hose. You mean Remember Stallone, in swimming class, you had to swim down wiener? to the bottom and you grab the hose pieces and bring them back up? No. In this hot tub, if you grab a six-inch hose, it's what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> That's starting the party, found Sam. It. Oh, I found another one. Oh. I'll pull on them a little bit. I, you know, I'm starting to wonder about my swimming lessons. Um, this may feel like intercourse, little boy, but I can promise you it's not. Fucking YMCA. God damn it. All right, so later at the U.S. Treasury. <laughs> because that's what happens. They're like... No, teddy bear. No, real adult woman dying. And they're like, cut to US the Treasury. U.S. Treasury. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of shots of like people running money machines. Oh, good. And I thought it was interesting, and maybe I just don't know, but it seemed like they filmed this in an airport because it's got those walking Oh, there is. Escalator things. They are at the Denver airport later <clears throat> because they had to cut this thing up so much it becomes confusing, but... Yeah, the lines blurred between when they're actually at Denver's airport and whether the Denver Mint are the same thing. You can't tell. It, it, it all blurs together. Okay. There, the Treasury has printed a, a batch of a bunch of $1,000 bills. Yeah. And they brought in a new guy to assist with the transport of them from the mint, I guess, to... He's FBI. Oh, okay. He's, okay. They say that. like uh, The one guy's like, hey, this is FBI. This is a professional courtesy. You need to bring him with you. Well, they they tell him, hey, he's he's hitching a ride because he's being transferred to where you guys are going. Can, can you give him a ride down there? Yeah. And- the U.S. Treasury Department? Uh-huh. Yeah. And they were like, sure, go on. Uh, Get your bags. I don't I'm uh I'm pretty sure that's not how federal government works. <laughs> like, no. Uh yeah, okay, whatever. That's fucking stupid. Anyways, uh so they're gonna put all this money on a plane and send uh this new FBI agent guy along with uh Agent Travers, who's like the he Rex. appears to be the head of the fucking US Treasury Department. He's like Steve Mnuchin. I, well, he's like the 
head security guy or okay. something. Yeah, he knows all the ins and outs of the Treasury Department, how to move money and shit. Well, in 10 years, 12 years, I never lost a shipment. It ain't starting today. <laughs> Played by character actor Rex Lynn, who's awesome in this. Oh, uh, he stinks in this. Oh, but awful. it's awesome yeah. because sometimes he's just like, He's not even talking anymore when he's yelling. He's just making noise like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like the angry police chief in every movie. Yeah. Uh, I hate this guy. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, uh, th- this guy just annoyed the piss out of me the entire time. I was pretty ready for him to die. I'll just be honest. I wanted him to die early in the film. And then when he didn't, I was like, oh, well, maybe they'll kill him off with the plane crash. And then it. Then that didn't happen. I'm like, fuck, we're going to be stuck with this asshole for the entire movie. You are. Yeah. Right. And you are. And I was so disappointed. That's Back. where this movie starts taking a shit for me. Rex Lynn? Oh, that's that's harsh. It's harsh criticism. Man's trying to make a living. <laughs> Bald man in Hollywood. It's hard, Jackie. Yeah. Hell of a mustache, though. He has a hell of a mustache. Ugh. Back on the mountain area, wherever this is, the park, I don't know. Uh, Stallone, Gabe, is driving around. Yeah, because I guess he's go- headed back. He's he's on his way to pick up Jess. Like, I'm making you with me. Well, are you going to live here now? And she, he's like, no, I just want you to come move to the city with me. So I don't want where to be with would you. he go? And where would she go with him? Because if I'm going to make value judgments about uh, his character, right. he's, a, he's a rock bum that has kicked around that park long enough that they've hired him for rescue. Right. He does not have savings. No. He doesn't have prospects. Uh-uh. He has zero job skills. Correct. Uh, but he's able to climb mountains good. Yeah. Uh, so he has, after the death of Sarah, it really, he took it to heart. Really had a hard time. And he was like, I'm done with this crap. I'm not going to be on the mountain anymore. I'm done with it, Colonel. Mm-hmm. Don't even try to recruit me. If you're looking at that mountain and you're looking at your own heart, Gabe, you're looking at yourself. <laughs> you can't leave it and it can't leave you. You love the mountain. Especially because you've got a, what, what, what even is that? It's like a Land Rover from the 70s. That's not, that's not going to make it halfway out of town. You can take the cliff out of the Gabe, but you can't take the Gabe out of the cliff. Um. You can take the six-inch hose out of the pool, <laughs> but you can't put it back in the sandwich. Not today. Unless it's a hot dog sandwich. Who's got the mayonnaise? That's what I need to know. That's what's in everyone's heart right now. <laughs> This is the dialogue of the film. I'm not yeah, joking. I, I'm reading the screenplay right now. So he's driving back, and there's these two snow bros that <laughs> are like, whoa, Gabe's back, dude. Let's chase him fucking down and maybe endanger his life with let's, our driving. Let's kill him and ourselves. So we can be like, Gabe, woo! Yeah, buddy. Yeah. He's, we're over here. You see us while we're both dying? Yeah. These guys treat him like he was the one that beat the ski, that won the ski race to keep the youth center open. Like, yeah. it's fucking gay. Party Man is back. It's yeah. Gabe. He doesn't like you. No. <laughs> he's rescued you guys like 60 times. And each time he's like, why do you guys keep coming up here? Even John Cusack doesn't like these guys. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and, and also, that yeah, they seriously almost kill him because uh, they don't pay any attention. I swear they cut driving. one of the shots off and they're, the Jeep has to go off the road. There's no way that it doesn't. No. It, uh, it's, it, this scene is just bananas. Nobody's looking at the road. 
they're driving side by side on a windy mountain cliff. They both crash into each other and die in a fire explosion, and the movie's over. It's amazing. Uh, anyways, Gabe makes it to Jess, the chopper pilot, ex-girlfriend lady, and there's drama about him coming back, and she's like, why did you come back here if you were just like, I, you're here to get me? You've been gone for like five years, dude. Yeah, not to mention you... Where did you go? Where are you going? I obviously have a house here. We broke up. Um, look at my horses. I must be doing well. I have three horses. Well, she's a chopper pilot, dude. They all do well. Yeah. But they broke up is the point. Do, are you mental? Yeah. Get the net. But if he was like, well, I'm moving back in, she'd be like, yeah, fine. Oh, really? Oh, really, Sam? Would well, she? It's him or it's him or Rooker or Frank. I think I think she's taking Frank at this point. They broke up. Well, she found out that Frank had a nine inch hose. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> just yeah, it points down most of the time. Uh. So she leaves and then a dog shows up <laughs> and never comes back into the movie again. You're just like, hey, dog, like her on screen, like humanization is ridiculous. She's like. Look at this quaint house. Uh-huh. Look at these wonderful horses. And she's got a dog. <laughs> what a wonderful woman. And goodbye all of this. Yeah, right. <laughs> you are gone for the rest of the life. <laughs> the dog thing is so dumb. <clears throat> Meanwhile, on the treasury plane, they've got a bogey on there. Six. And uh, the FBI agent, agent guy is like, what the fuck? We got, we got, we got a tail on us. Yeah. Uh, evasive maneuvers. And the pilots are like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you would like to fasten your seatbelts, uh, we do expect some turbulence. Also, die! Yeah. So then, it's all a traitorous thing. It's traitorous thing. The two bald guys kill everyone that has hair uh-huh. on the plane. Right. One of those guys is MacGyver's best friend. Right. Which would that? You're guy like, did- oh sweet, the guy from MacGyver's in this. And they're like, no, not the guy from MacGyver. Oh shit, you're keeping Rex Lynn instead of him, huh? Yeah, I like the guy from MacGyver quite a bit. Yeah. Anyways. They all die. Uh, he then attaches a cable to the other plane, which is like a like a Learjet type chopper. Yeah, uh, and he swings across on it. This is the most expensive stunt in the history of filmmaking. And when I said that, you were watching and you're getting ready for it, and I could just see it on your face. You're like. That's it? That's it? Because the thing was so stupid and hard to do that it was impossible to shoot. It requires two airplanes. Yeah. Which three. Any, three. Three. You're absolutely right. Which that, just to shoot it, is impossibly expensive. Yeah. That's and even before the stunt gets going. Because of the angles, I'm thinking there was actually probably five airplanes. Maybe. And it was so impossible that... He didn't make it into the plane. He just got stuck on the outside of sure, the plane. Right. So there had to be this amazing rescue attempt to get him back in. Jesus Christ. And they just cut it off. And they had to cut every other part of it off whenever he got hung up on the cord because they couldn't keep the cord tight. So he kept getting binded over and over again. So the world's most expensive stunt is very underwhelming on screen because they had to cut out 90% of it. It's, it's seriously underwhelming. It is not exciting at any point in time. A man zip lining down a cable is all that it, all that really is now we may be a little bit biased we've had a lot of experience doing incredible stunt work in in the history of this podcast but the one that stands out in my mind forever will 
uh, is the scene in The Phantom mm -hmm. where a man jumps from a fucking airplane onto a horse that's moving. They're both fucking moving. That is an exciting stunt. Yeah, and it's not. This is not really a flying airplane in that. It's on a rig, but it still is moving 40 and it doesn't fucking matter. It's a ridiculous stunt. It's awesome. This is not. This is so humdrum, the stunt. And it's the it's, it holds the record for the most expensive. It's just what the fuck are you thinking, Randy Harlan? And if it's still the most expensive, that means that the one because there's a there's a stunt a lot like this and a whole sequence a lot like it in the last of the three uh, Batman's with Christian Bale the uh, mm -hmm. the, the, where the plane the... breaks apart and that whole thing yeah. Yeah. That's super awesome to watch. Right. You're like, probably still not as expensive as the shit they nope. did with this one. Nope. It sucks. He, he Before he left, he also rigged this the plane to explode because they want to leave no trace of the treasury plane. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but the pilot's still on there, and he sets it autopilot, and he's ready to get going. But the FBI agent doesn't let him go. Plugs him full of holes, mm -hmm. and the cases that the money are in get, like, pushed off awkwardly and they're dangling from the other plane and the big plane explodes kaboom it's a good explosion i like yeah it. he uh, also fills the learjet full of holes yeah he, he, he shoots yeah, right the windshield out he shoots like he knows every vital system on this plane and has the ability to hit it at full plane speed with an uzi which you know this guy's the greatest shot in the history of firearms <laughs> well that's why he was on this mission and you know not stan not because he is a pilot with uh, authorization to fly treasury plane money. He's like the Wells Fargo of plane guys and also an incredible shot. Yeah. I would have liked it better if he would have jumped out of the plane right before it exploded and then landed on the windshield of the other one and started punching the co-pilot <laughs> through the open, through the, the holes that he just right, shot. Right, right, right. Like, and then everybody's shooting him, and they're missing, and sometimes hitting him. Why won't you die? And they're like, who is this guy? And then he ends up being the hero, not uh, Sylvester Stallone. That would have been awesome. Or like the Brock Sampson move, where you jump out of yeah. uh, the plane, and you fly through the hole that you've created in the windshield, dive tackle the other guy, and you both tumble to the very back of the plane where like the engines are at, mm -hmm. and you just, that's when you punch him in the... And, but then you punch him so hard that the back half of the plane comes off, and then you parachute out and land into a hot tub filled with uh, strangers that are grabbing each other's hoses. And you're Ooh. like, looks like I dropped in on the host party. What? <laughs> I, said, I, I was going to go in time for a good one -liner a different there. direction where he crawls in through the windshield, grabs, you know, we won't spoil who the lead bad guy is yet, but he grabs him, pulls his head off, and he's like, you got two seconds to see this before you run out of blood in your brain and then throws his head into the engine of the plane because you can still see, I guess. I like my hot tub party yeah. idea. I, how about he rips his head off, punts it, and it goes, he's like, man, the view up here is incredible. It's his head. And then he falls into the hot tub and says, <laughs> looks like you need to change your filters. <laughs> Yep. Also, I'm ahead. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I think we get stupider every episode. <laughs> Probably. Uh, not the episodes get stupider. We actually yeah, get I've stupider. actually forgotten how to do uh, long division <laughs> since we started recording. Right. It's an experiment. Uh, so, anyways... 
the cases aren't with them. The plane's going down. Uh, they have to crash land on top of a mountain. Sure. Uh, the bad guy gets mundanely revealed to be John Lithgow, who is also fucking terrible in this movie. Yes. Jackie? Are you a fan of John Lithgow? Uh, he was really good in the Santa Claus. Oh, yes. His, uh, his most respected performance opposite... <clears throat> Tim, what's his fucking nuts? No, you're thinking of something else. This is Santa Claus, the movie, where the elf comes in, <clears throat> and he's got the lollipops that make all the kids fly, and John Lithgow's character uh, yeah. owns the toy company, and he makes the lollipops for Christmas. Is it the one with Tim, uh, the tool man, what is his name? That's the one I'm no. talking about. No. No. This was way before that, when we were kids. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think that's what he's remembered for, Jackie. I how, think... how about Harry and the Hendersons? I never watched that. Third Rock from the Sun. I never watched what? that either. Uh... He was really good in, uh, what's that blood splatter one? Dexter. I didn't even know he was in that. Yeah, yeah he was in there for a season. He was pretty good. Boiling Point. Terms of Endearment. Never heard either one of those. You've seen Terms of Endearment. You cried for six hours. No, I don't remember that. Huh. Oh, no, wait, that was me. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God, I don't remember that. Uh, anyways, I, I think John Lithgow is a 50-50 actor at best. Uh, this is one of his negative 50s. I, I think that John Lithgow is a good character actor mm -hmm. that did such a good job in terms of endearment. He got pushed too hard. Yeah. And uh, he's a guy that under different circumstances would have been like, and, and he's had a great career. Let's not... Sell him short. John Lithgow's had a oh, great it's, career. It's definitely prolific. And uh, But he's one of those guys that, had he not done so well, he would have probably been in a lot more comedic roles. He might have also more well been received. MacGyver's friend at one point. I don't think he would oh, have okay. been. Is right. he in the new Churchill movie? I don't know. I thought he was the lead in that Churchill no, movie. No. 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 No, that's freaking the greatest actor that's ever lived. You don't even know the guy's name. I forget his fucking Everybody name. forgets. He's such a good actor that you forget he's in every movie. He's the Invisible Man. Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon. Mm. Yep. Famous actor Jim Gordon. No, he played Jim Gordon <laughs> know, in I fucking know, Bad I Man. I know. Oh, I know why I'm thinking that. Because in the Netflix original series, The Crown, he is he is Winston Churchill. Yes. Right. In that, and he's he does a really good job right there too. Yeah, he's okay. He just sucks in this. How are we blanking? On his name, Sam. We do it every time. That's why I'm moving on, so we can just forget his name <clears throat> again. Finest actor. He's going to win the Oscar. Time. Going to win the Oscar. Should probably won it for uh, Tinker Dealer, Soldier Spy. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Shouldn't have won it for Lost in Space. No. no. But William Hurt sucked more than he did. Yeah, that's true. We could get there at some point, too, Lost in Space. Yeah, I watched it. It's, it's not worth it. Okay. Uh, anyways, so <clears throat> money's gone. They're crash-landed. They radio in to to rescue center, and they're like, hey, we need some help. We're crashed up here. We're totally not bad guys. And Janine Turner's like, cool. We only rescue not bad guys. We'll come get you. But there's too much storm weather, so we can't fly a chopper up there. And Michael Roker's like, well, somebody's got to help those people. I'll go right now by myself. Mm -hmm. And she she's like, cool, that sounds nice. Frank and I are going to stare at this painting that he's made that's crap for a little while. It is a banana eating a monkey. Because it's a play on life? 
but it doesn't look anything like that. Nature will eat you. I think Frank really gets things a lot more than the rest of us do. <laughs> yeah, because you know he looked batshit crazy when the girlfriend fell. Oh, man. Frank. He was happy about it. Yeah, he was like, yeah, fall, fall. Um, you know, I got to admit, this is exciting. Yeah, he was like, I'm going to make a painting right now. Yank on this cord. <laughs> uh, so she, Jess is like, okay, Michael Rooker's pretty good. He's sure. pretty good at rescuing people. But who we really need is Gabe, and he just happens to be here, and I know where he's at, so I'm going to go home, because I'm pretty sure he's still there just petting my dog. He's in my house, filling up a bag with my things. <laughs> That's what's happening <laughs> right, here. If right. he left three months ago, he already took his own shit. He's come back to her house, and he's going to make off with some of her shit. Or he's like, you don't have a choice. You're coming with me. I'm packing your shit. Let's yeah. go. I thought that because he was in the kitchen area, he's probably like stealing things like yeah. coffee. Uh, bread. Non-perishables. Yeah, things that he could just take with him. Grape nuts, biz quick, as he, many cans of tuna as he, he can find. He is quite unemployed at this point, so, yeah. you know, you gotta make ends meet somehow. And stealing f- food from your ex-girlfriend, I guess, is one of those. Anyways, so she's like, you gotta go help those people. You gotta, He can't do this by himself. You know what happens when he climbs mountains? He gets people dead. He's got a bad knee and mm. doesn't know how safety equipment works. You know, this is also the third time when She's like, I'll go up and get him in the chopper, and once and someone who's not a helicopter pilot's like, no, the weather's too bad, and she's like, okay, I'm not the helicopter pilot, you are now, you fucking asshole. Right. Stay That's here. all right. I'll listen to you because you're a man. Exactly. Right. Fuck. But at the same time, she's basically the colonel from Rambo in this uh, situation because she's like, you got to do it. We need you, Rambo. And he's like, I put all that behind me. You'll never get me back on that mountain, colonel. But he sticks. Mountains is in your heart, and it's looking at you, and you're looking at it. You realize you're the same. You can't live without it. You got to get back on that mountain and become it. Because it's you. That, that was... doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that was in the movie, though, right? No, that's in every Stallone Actually, movie, Jackie. I will read you a line. Well, no, I'll wait for this one. All right, so Rooker is climbing up alone. Sure. And yet Gabe somehow is way the fuck ahead of him without breaking a sweat like he gave rooker's like ah, ah." oh hey what are you doing here i was just sitting here having some sandwiches yeah yeah because he used the road it does seem like he just drove to where michael rooker's at he could see him and he's like what a what a fuckhead why is he going that way why why didn't he just use the goddamn road so there's a bunch of drama up there when they meet sure you shouldn't be up here. You're a loose cannon, John, Gabe, Rambo. Yeah, well, I'll at least try hard. Yeah, well, maybe we should just drop it. You already dropped it when you dropped my girlfriend to her death. Oh, uh, you should drop me. <laughs> I will. I and can't. Then, just... And then Rooker gives him the stink palm. <laughs> What's a stink palm? Well, it's when you take your hand... Uh... Yeah, get kind of hot and sweaty first. <laughs> okay. Then you take the palm of your hand and get as much in your butt crack as you can, and <laughs> you shake hands with somebody. Oh, yeah. I'm you can't. I mean, you can put this. You can be uh, very liberal and uh, cavalier with the stink palm. You can slap them in the face. You can rub them on the shoulder. Just run your hands through their hair. Whatever yeah. you want. I have said this on the podcast once or twice before. 
We should just go watch Mall Rats right now. <laughs> yeah, we should just go watch Mall Rats. <laughs> All right, so, but I guess they got over this drama. Well, people's lives in danger. Yeah, everywhere you go, John Rambo, you endanger his lives. Well, that's because I have some issues about Nom. Let's go save some people. Yeah, all right. Good call. So they make it up to the airplane very rapidly. Like, the next scene, the next shot, they're at the airplane, basically, and they're getting held up. Like, the bad guys didn't even have a plan. Like, okay, we're going to take these two guys. Mm-hmm. They never reconned. They have no clue who's getting sent. Well, let's, think, let's, let's work backwards here. Okay. The airplane slid uh-huh. for a good half mile yeah, before it stopped. Least. Um. Why did they climb up something to get to it? It seemed to be on level ground. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, that's all right. They climbed up there, yeah. and now they got it. And and they got them. They got Michael Rooker and uh, uh, Gabe. They're like, all right, here's the deal. We're bad guys, and you need to take us to our treasure. And they're like, huh? Okay, fine. And if we handle this with a little bit less dickhead cock fuck. Douche. <laughs> we might actually accomplish our goals, but we can't. We can't. <laughs> we all hate each other. The expert team of thieves. This is this is the most years of planning and coordination behind this heist. The most dangerous, ruthless, cunning group of criminals ever. These are the best criminals in the world. Truly. According to the government men that we were just talking about mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. But when you see them. I don't know if these dickheads could get inside of a fucking Volkswagen without fucking killing each other. They're seriously like the the buttholes from that uh, Schwaz movie that we fucking hated so bad. Uh, it's not called SWAT. It's called uh, Sabotage. Sabotage. Like David Ayer movie. It's fucking put your fucking dicks back in your pants and try to try to get out of here. You there's, stupid shits. There's no way they've ever accomplished any goal ever. because they've been fired every time because they can't. If anyone asks them something, like, I'll tell you what, you're not the boss of me, fucker. Right. I'm going to kill you, fucko. I um, just said, what do you think about getting a sandwich? Yeah, or... Uh. Uh, also, here's my problem with this plan. They don't have to do any of this. That money's not going anywhere. They're the only ones that have access to the tracking system. Yeah. Uh Climb down the mountain on your own. It's not that big of a deal to go down the mountain. But they, when you're on in a valley, I know very little about mountains, but when you crash land a plane in a valley, you're probably going to be able to walk out of there. Go to fucking town, rent a goddamn helicopter and a pilot, get, like give him some of the fucking cash, dirty guy. You got access to dirty guys that can fly a fucking chopper up there. Walk over and grab your fucking money and fly off the goddamn fucking thing. You want to think you're right? Fuck you, man. You're lucky I haven't killed you yet. <laughs> That's what they would have said if you would have provided them with a good idea. Right. Yeah, th- so we'll get, come back to this whole thing later. <laughs> sure. When I ult- ask my ultimate question. Anyway, so they're like, you, you need to help us, guys. Uh, let's go over here to the first one. And it's way the fuck up there. They, like, they take this Rocky Mountain path. Mm-hmm. Where is it? It's up the side of that hill that can't be there because this plane just slid half a mile, and now there's a hill right behind it. A hill? What do you think? This it's is a, a fucking mountain. It's a fucking mountain. On top of a mountain, they just climbed. It's a craggy butte. 
On, it's a goat trail. So they climbed a mountain. They get up to the top of the mountain. And there's a plane crash there, and they're like, "We got to get to the top of the mountain. On top of the mountain, we just there's a mountain on top of this mountain. Right. We got to climb it because there's cash up there. Yeah. So they send Gabe up there with no shirt on because I guess that's like no coat. Well, whatever. He, that's collateral. You're gonna come back for your jacket. Yeah. Uh. So like, yeah. Send him up there. It'll be cold, and he'll come back for his jacket. His keys are in it. Yeah. So he gets up there. Uh-huh. They're like, kill him now. Fuck it. Kill him now. Fuck it. Right. He hasn't given us the money. Fuck you. Fuck you. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so two of them die because they try to kill him now. They shoot bullets at him. And grenades. Cause, and grenades, which causes an avalanche to fall and kick them off the mountain. But they, John Lithgow's like, well, at least he's dead. Yeah. See, this you is don't how know that? this is how we operate. Um, not getting the cash, right? Because they see the fucking case float open and fall down to the bottom of the mountain, and they're like, "Well, I guess he's dead. Let's move on to the next one." I don't think you know how this works, bad guys. You realize that was a third of the money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, you can still just go down there and pick I'm, that money up off so the snow. I, I'm going to burn a question right now. Okay. How did these guys get into the plane that they were in to begin with without punching each other in the <laughs> face until they were all fucking dead? Uh, the pilot had to tranquilize them and then shuffed their bodies in there and they all just woke up on the plane. Yeah. They've uh, been on lewds until now and now they're reverting to their normal personality traits and it's only a matter of time before they all kill each other. So Gabe's up there. He's cold. Doesn't have his coat. And he climbs to the ye old factory on top of a mountain. Well, he gets so they've climbed up a mountain to get the plane crash on top of that. And then they got to climb a mountain that's on top of that mountain. And then Gabe climbs the mountain on top of the second mountain. And there's they've said several times you can only you can't get there. There's no roads. You can't get out of the helicopter. You got to get up there by climbing. And someone has brought in uh, enough building materials one board at a time to build like an abandoned factory on top of the third mountain that's on top of itself. Correct. I don't know what this place is, but Jess is inside. She's already gotten there. She's already gotten there. She's not having she she climbed up there uh, with no equipment, no nothing. She walked. She walked up. She did the not road. we only see her walking. Yes. We see her walking three times right. and she's there already, making you wonder. Okay. Who's so, the expert mountain climber? Wait a second here. All right, fine, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he fills her in. He's like, oh, they're bad guys. They're not good guys. I was promised good guys when I was going to rescue these guys, but it turns out they're bad guys. And she's like, okay, that sucks, man. Let's go. And she breaks a glass table and pulls a sweater out of it. Yeah. Because he's cold. It's Maybe it's like a museum of sweaters. <laughs> on top of it's a, a sweater museum. <laughs> well, where else are you going to put this thing? You know, sure. so If you put it in the center of town, nobody's going to go to the sweater museum. So you no. might as well put it where the real estate's cheap, on top yeah. of an unclimbable mountain. Where's that muse- Where's the sweater museum? Well, you got to <laughs> climb up the mountain. When you get to the top of that mountain, there's actually another mountain on top of it. <laughs> then you climb up that. And after you get to the top of the second mountain, there's actually another mountain on top of that. <laughs> and then you climb up that. And then there's a museum that you can, I guess, just walk to. Right. That has sweaters. Uh, so they're going to go for the second case because they're going to trade, try to trade the money for Michael Rooker. They find it pretty quickly. 
I don't know how they find this shit. They just walk up to it. Jess and yeah. Gabe. And anybody got a clue? Well, I mean, I know that obviously they've seen where the locations of these cases have dropped. Right, but sort of. It's but... on this little fucking line art graphic. It's like the yeah, it's the remember those sweet jet shirts? Like F fourteen and then oh, they yeah, had like yeah, the yeah. geometric mountains behind right, right, right. it. Uh, or uh Tempest, that uh yeah, line art. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh but yeah, he knows where everything is after seeing it once on the bullshit machine. Right. It's actually the code frequent the frequency code detector. <sighs> is what it's called. And and Team Baldy have actual trackers. Beep. I believe it's a frequency code detector. Right, 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 right. Yeah. What is that? It's not a thing. It's the frequency code detector. Anyways, they walk up there. Stallone and Jis have already got there, and they've built a snowman. They built a snowman. And you know what? They, they've, they I think, taken some liberties with how you build a snowman, because it's like really just like a big cone it's with cone. arms and a head. Like, Snow. you fucking assholes need to do the ball thing. Like, who are you? You're some avant-garde snowman makers, you fucks. Like they're Picassos of making snowmen. They've changed all the rules, right? Uh, do you suppose this uh, snowman's name is Shannon? Anybody seen uh, Cannibal the Musical? Ever? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, why would they build this? What's the snowman? Because inside is a note that says, we'll trade for money. That's all you fucking need to do. You took the time to build the snow cone guy that is like, it's not even a fuck you to them because it's not like Death Snowman. It's just a dumb looking snowman. Yeah. What the shit? Uh huh. Sixty nine on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh huh. Snowman. So then John Lithgow sees the note on the one thousand dollar bill that says "Let's make a trade," uh-huh. and then he works it out. He's like, "Okay, so these guys want to trade the rest of the money for this guy's life." Well, they, they don't want to trade the rest of the money. They want to trade one third of the money because one third has fallen off of the mountain that's on top of the other mountain. This is the second or, case. There's three cases. Did it say let's make a trade or let's make a deal? It just said trade, you I want to trade. Um, yeah. Either way, what it says here is that like, all right, there is a reasonable way for you to get what you want here. Uh-huh. And Lithgow looks at you. Oh, fuck that! Fuck that! They built a snowman. Oh no! I mean, reasonable ideas. Do you guys like reasonable ideas? Fuck, fuck no. no. Fuck no. Let's fucking. We should kill this guy now and then kill them even though we don't know where they are. I should fucking kill you for even asking if I like reasonable ideas. Did you say something? Fuck. I fucking hate fuck. your mouth. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Whereas the lady the whole time is just standing there. This is why my character doesn't Jesus say anything Christ. in here because she's just standing back there with her knife going, just get a little closer. It'll look like an accident. You fuckity fuck. They say they say that women can't be president because they're too emotional. These guys. Oh, fucking God. Anyways, so they put on night vision and they spot him. They spot Justin Stallone getting away and they sh- they're shooting at him. And Who's Justin Stallone? Jess and Stallone. Oh, like, I thought you said Justin Stallone. I'm like, I oh, you're in this movie now. I think that she should actually write on his shoulders and that would be their new character is Justin Stallone. Hmm. Yeah. He's super tall. <laughs> And Gabe uses a flare to blind one of them, and which causes them both to tumble down the mountain. But then Gabe gets the upper hand literally by using this other guy as a human sled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
He's riding him down the mountain. While punching him in the face uh-huh. and smooshing his face into he, the snow like it was gravel. He pushed his face into the snow and he pulls it out and half of his face is gone. <laughs> Don't ever go skiing, anyone. It is, Whatever you do. It's death to faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can kind of believe that. No, you can't, Jackie. <laughs> You've yes, been you can. Skiing. Wonder if there's some rabbit turds there, and they have frozen over. Made of razor blades? Yes, made of ra- razor. Well, you ever seen a rabbit shit before? Yeah, they're little uh, pellets. Yeah, they are little pellets. I don't know where I was going with the joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pissing razor blades. They when they because you know they're all filled with the chlamydia. <laughs> the bunnies. rabbits. Yeah, bunnies. Uh, They're little fuckers, man. They don't wear condoms. God, that's awful. <laughs> I believe you're talking about the koalas in koalas? Australia. Koalas? Really? They have syphilis. You're going to bring marsupials into this? <laughs> Fuck. How dare you? How dare you? Fuck you. <laughs> Even the ones in the California Zoo oh, had God it. I'm just it. saying. Okay, so. They couldn't stop it. So then he stakes his little fork thing. What are those called? The climbing ice pick. Ice pick, yeah, yeah, into the mountain, and the other guy goes falling to his death. And, and then he gets up and he licks it, and he's like, "Gold." What? <laughs> That's yes, no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so the only other show that I've ever seen where a character has an ice pick is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Cornelius. <laughs> He's a, he's an adventurer, and he has an ice pick, and he throws it up in the air, and then when it lands, he picks it up, and he licks the bottom of it, and he's like, gold, and then, or silver, <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he starts digging for treasure. So, you know, there's a new listener listening right now that's like, I kind of get this show, but it seems like this Jackie lady has only seen Christmas movies. <laughs> and you're right. <laughs> They don't let me watch anything on my own. (laughs) Uh, It should be noted, because the film (laughs) notes it for us, that the snow bros are camping out tonight. (laughs) And it shows them jump off the mountain, and they're like uh, base jumping, right? Right. But they've obviously jumped out of an airplane. And they've parachuted, I guess, to the... Because of the way that mountains work, there's a mountain and there's another mountain on top of that and another mountain on top of that. Maybe they were on the fifth mountain and they've jumped down to the third mountain. I don't know. Because they're up there after parachuting off a mountain. Oh, and their window is open. In their tent. In their tent. And they're eating beans, talking about they should watch the weather channel sometimes as opposed to MTV. Yeah, then he would know that there's a storm coming. They wouldn't get stuck up there. Even though they just jumped off that mountain. To me, this scene with them... Is it lasts about thirty seconds, completely plot irrelevant. It's just to remind the viewer, hey, don't forget, these two guys are in this movie. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, they're not even like funny, stupid. They, they're just kind of looking at them like, oh my god, they suck. You're okay with what happens to them because you're like, you don't have a chance. And they have, they serve zero function of the plot. No. None function whatsoever. But you know, the rescue team now has a new Jeep. What? Because they're, they're not going to make they it. Still, oh. oh, my God. And so they're just like, well, we found this Jeep. It's ours now. Commandeered. <laughs> All right. So elsewhere this evening, Gabe and Jess have found a cave to snuggle up in where they burn all of the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
committing a felony. $30 million keeps you warm at night. <laughs> Haven't seen you in however many months or whatever. Let's just snuggle. We broke up, but let's snuggle. Yeah. It's nice. Whatever. You'd be like, I'm going to die out here. Pull down your pants. They. Why would they <laughs> think that they're going to die? These are the elite mountain rescue people. If anybody is not going to die, it's Gabe and Jess. Get sure, it. but they would bone here. Oh yeah, they totally would. Because they're because that's just what women do. We broke up. We are not a thing. You left. Fuck off. Will, don't no don't don't. I will tell anybody. No 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 no. I said no. no. I said no. I said no. I said no. I'll do the thing. Uh, no, I'll do the thing no, you like. No. We broke up. And then you end up screwing anyway. <laughs> uh. It's also unclear where all the ball, the bad team bald guys stay. Like they just the next scene is them killing the snow bros. They don't, yeah, sleep. I guess they wander around in a circle, and they're down to because uh, you've lost the guy that was the henchman and dark man, and the other guy, um, Max Dad from Always Sunny in Philadelphia has been killed by uh-huh. skiing. Um, so you're down to. Leon, right, the soccer player, uh-huh. the, the blonde lady, lady. your, and your pilot, Gal. and John yeah. Lithgow. So there are right. four bad and guys, Travers. four bad guys, Travers and Rooker, right. And the Snow Bros come out. They're like, "Hey, what's up, Michael Rooker? You're cool in Guardians of the Galaxy. Woo! Let's let's go do some pot." I don't know how these guys talk. And at this point, Rooker's like, "Don't tell them. Don't kill them. They're just kids." And because I'm not going to kill them. They're just fucking kids. Go talk to them. Tell them to fuck off. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you. He's like, run, run for your lives. These guys are bad guys. He's like, oh, now we got to fucking kill these assholes. You were such an asshole, Michael Rooker. What the fuck? Sure enough, they shoot one of them right, right, right on the back. Full of bullets. Oh, that's why you always got to travel in a pair. <laughs> to push the, your bro down. Well, you just got to be able to outrun whoever you're with. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that way, you know, one, they Mountain act as safety. a- safety. Yeah, they act as a bullet shield. And two, if there's like some kind of wild animal, like we know for a fact that there are wolves in this movie. Uh, do we? Yeah. Or we'll huskies. talk about that in a second. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this other one runs away. He jumps off the mountain. This is the penultimate scene of, no, fuck you. The guy runs up to the side of the cliff. Pulls out his gun, is aiming at him, uh-huh. and Travers goes, shoot him. And he looks up and goes, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not going to shoot him. Don't fucking tell me what to do. Fuck you. I'll shoot you. Fuck you. Fuck out. <laughs> what? What the fuck is with these people? Why didn't they? You idiot. Like, that's one thing you can't do when no. you're a villain is let somebody get away. Uh-huh. Christ. So he gets away safely, sort of. Sort of. It lands in a tree. He He's gets fine. stuck. He gets stuck in a tree because of his parachute. But uh, hard landing ish. Yeah. He's knocked out. Right. It will come back to him later. Yeah. We'll find him. We'll see what he's up to in mm-hmm. a little while. Uh, Gabe and Jess are climbing out of the cave. Cave that they've stayed the night in. They don't just go back through the cave entrance. They're climbing up the cave. To get to where the bad guys are that they don't know where are because they just woke up from sleeping in a goddamn cave. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, they say that it's supposed to be a shortcut so they can get ahead of them. Also, and we- Ahead of them? 
note that they've climbed up from the uh, factory museum that was on top of stage three of the mountain. So they're mm-hmm. on the mountain on top of the third mountain. So they're actually in the middle of mountain number four. Mountain, 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 mountain. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they're inside. And uh, he st- sticks his hand in some shit. He's like, Ooh, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Guado. And she's like, I hate bats. She ah! doesn't even do that. She just sits up and goes, <laughs> and uh, this is a fun fact on this. I didn't notice. Oh, the- uh, let me let me guess. Um, during while filming this scene, uh, she developed a, an irrational fear yet emotional connection to bats, and she then went on to fight crime at night. She quit Northern Exposure to mm-hmm. become to Bat crime, Lady. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, didn't work out. Yeah. Now her, her and been Joke, shit ever Lady since. Joker, just chase each other yeah. around. Didn't she leave Northern Exposure for a couple seasons, I then come back? Did, it yeah. was that's exactly what happened. No, uh, I didn't notice these were. Um, Computer animated bats. Oh my fucking god! Are they really? Yeah, because both uh, Janine Turner and Sylvester Stallone, they're like, "There's gonna be bats. Bats really aren't dangerous." They're like, "Fuck no, fuck you, no, I hate bats. I'm deathly as scared, deathly afraid of bats." Jackie, are you afraid of bats? Would you do the scene with live bats? Yeah, because I know enough about bats that they don't. They they're not trying to attack you. They're trying to get the fuck out. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good girl. You they, you tell you. However, you work it. You tell your agent. Here's how you're going to approach this. I fucking hate bats. I, I refuse to shoot the scene with bats. You're going to have to film it in CGI. And then when they come back and say, well, that's going to cost like $500,000 to say, well, I'll do it for $250,000. Oh, see, I thought it was going to be like, that's when you push for the snack packs. Gee, Sam's like got really low standards. Yeah, I'm going to make $250,000. You're going to get some snack packs? At lunch, yeah. Uh... You didn't ask how many snack packs did two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth six hundred thousand dollars worth of snack packs. So, and here's the thing, also with this is that I don't just like snack packs. <laughs> I bought the company. It, you know the the thing is with bats is that it, as a woman, the oh maybe some men too nowadays, but you really <laughs> only have to worry about them getting stuck in your hair. Yeah. And then they start to freak out. If you have a man bun, you're fucked. Yeah, you have a man bun. Don't fuck yourself. You should go into a cave because, full of bats. Because 50 years ago, men didn't have hair. Well, no. The longer hair they get, well, their real, legs and stuff caught in. Real men wear a flat top. Bats don't get stuck in a fucking flat top. That's right. They can land on it real nice. It's like an aircraft carrier on your head for bats. <laughs> And then it it does its little bat show, oh, busts out its sequin gown. Past the bats, <laughs> nobody can get past these bats. Yeah, so the bats flap on them, and they're sort of scared for a minute, and then it's over. Right. And I guess they go back to being yeah. inside a cave. Uh, Fr- Frank is flying around. Is like, where are these guys? Uh, Chapter one, call it in to rescue. Uh, anybody seen anybody? And rescues like, I don't know how I'm in this movie because. Everybody that's at base is now on the fucking mountain. Who are you talking to, Frank? <laughs> yep. And we never see this person because they don't exist. Right. They couldn't show us this person if they wanted to because that person does not exist. There is no character that is on the other side of this radio conversation. Six- it's the dog. It, it is yeah, the dog. Yeah. Uh, uh, 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> 69%. <laughs> uh, but he finds the snow bro. Who's hanging from the tree? Yeah. Who's about to be eaten by not wolves? Okay, I would. So what's happening here is the kid is hanging 
from the parachute mm-hmm. and some huskies and maybe a Malmute are licking his boots. <laughs> wake they're up, like, dude. They're like, hey, buddy, you got to wake up. You're going to. Let's play fetch. You're going to get a stiff neck if you stay up there. <laughs> and then Frank's like, get out of here, dogs. And he shoots. And they're like, hey, we're trying to wake the guy up. Fuck you. <laughs> we wanted to play. Yeah. <laughs> so Frank sort of saves him. Yeah. <sighs> the Treasury Department has now finally gotten involved. They're chasing down. They heard they they found evidence of a plane crash, uh-huh. and so they've sent in their chopper and the director of Treasury stuff. Three guys in suits are riding around in a helicopter, talking to each other. Not really doing a lot. Yeah, well, which is believable. Yeah, exactly. And Gabe and Chester are still climbing out of the cave, but Lithgow is like, "We're being followed by them." I don't. How, okay, whatever, I'm not going to argue with you, John Lithgow. Apparently, you're fucking Gandalf, and you can just sense when somebody's following you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leon, go flank them. Go to their position and flank. How, motherfucker, how the fuck do I know where the <laughs> fuck they're at? Yeah, this is the only time that somebody gives a recommendation, and they aren't met with, like, fierce resistance. The only time that a character recommends something that's impossible, they're like, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. I'll go. I'll. I'll yeah. flank this cave that they're in, where I have never been to ever in my life. It's also not even exposed because when Stallone punches through the cave roof of the cave, he has to punch through the snow. Yeah. It's covered. Where the fuck do you think the fuck? Fuck you, but, John Lithgow. Yeah. This guy's right on top of him, and he's like, "Hey, gotcha, gotcha, bitch." Yeah, and you're like. <laughs> Wow, this is really good guesser. You should work alone or something, because these other people are doing you no justice. He's like, where's the money? I, I boot it. Well, I don't fucking believe you. Well, here, have a fucking axe, pickaxe in your leg. He swings his like ice axe thing and barely s- cuts this guy's shin. It is a flesh wound. And that guy falls down and doesn't shoot him. Right. But then he shoots, he shoots, he he has enough of a threat with the gun for Stallone to go and and drop to his death. Fall to his death. So now Stallone is dead. Uh Uh-huh. Brains everywhere. Yeah, Frank would call it a painting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Janine Turner's like, whoa, bats. And Michael Rooker's like, why should I do? I need to do more movies like Mallrats. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> <All right. laughs> he was in Mallrats. Yes, oh, man. <laughs> he's the Mall dad. Is yeah, so sweet. That's so awesome. <laughs> so yeah, this what is, what is Leon? What yeah. is he? Doesn't have a real name. I don't anymore. know. Yeah, the, the actor Leon has now uh, repelled down. The cave because he's a mountaineer now yeah he knows how to fucking repel through caves but this is also after he was told by john lithgow's character come back right fucking oh, yeah. come back and they're setting a bomb and he's like fuck you i'm gonna listen to you that makes sense fuck you fuck you fuck you uh and gabe's down there he's like totally doing the predator thing i'm over here come kill me I'm right here. Mm. And the predator's like, oh, maybe I will kill you. But then he looks up and there's this knifey, spoky, pokey thing. He's like, no, fuck you, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, <sighs> no. So Gabe gets his ass kicked for a while. Yeah. 
can speed up pretty good. This guy knows some real good. I watched karate on TV once. Uh-huh. Ugh. And Jess grabs his gun. She's like, hold it, Buster. And he's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, time to die. And she pulls the trigger. And he's like, ha ha, bitch, no bullets. Why did you bring it down here? What? You were pointing that at us. Your gun doesn't have any bullets? What's going on here? Is there part of this scene that's missing? Because it seems like it. Uh, 69% on Ron's <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, also, when she shoots him, Stallone is clearly in front of him. Right. <laughs> she was collateral damage, huh? Uh-huh. She's hoping the bullet goes through. We broke up! <laughs> So they get into more of a tussle, and this guy positions himself improperly, and Stallone picks him up by the dick in the face and shoves him up onto a stalactite. Yep. Puncturing his tummy and killing him to death. Stalactited. Stalactited. Uh, I would like you guys to, after I brief uh, brief segment, uh, first, I need you to answer some questions. What is a rock pointy thing that grows on the ceiling? I thought it was a stalactite. Okay. What's the pointy thing that, you know, a cave that grows on the ground? Stalagmite. What's a pointy thing that you shove a guy through? That's a stallone tight. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. That sucks so bad. How long oh. did it take you to come up with that? Was that written down? <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh my god you had that written down oh it's a stallone type uh you guys want to try you, you want to give me your best uh, one-liner because he does not give a one-liner here after he shoves a man through a stallone type it should be stick around obviously it can't be stick around which actually it can be stick around because they say stick around later uh but go ahead let off some steam bennett Here's a stalactite. I hope there's not a stalagmite underneath it, even though there should be by the laws of geology. <laughs> That's a good point, Sam. Yeah. Two good points. <laughs> <laughs> Guess Dracula's not going to have to go feed his bats for a while. <laughs> Dracula feeds. (laughs) (laughs) That was just like they're like vampire goldfish. Fuck it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've got one more. Oh, good. (laughs) Before you pick the guy up, you go. When was the last time you see your saw your doctor? And the guy goes, "What? Why? Because you got a calcium deficiency." (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, let's move on. I don't want to move on. There's, <laughs> there's got to be more slight type. I don't know. Okay. All right. So, so the cave has been rigged to explode, and uh, they're like, you got to get out of here. So they just walk outside because now they're, they don't even climb back up the hole. They just walk right the fuck out to where yeah. they're supposed to. Wait, why were you climbing up through the hole you just made? 69%. And they see Frank flying up. Yeah. And so they're going to repel to him, but in order to repel to him, they got to do a side swinging. Like, oh, no. No. Penta- Rooker tells him, uh-huh. he gets on the radio, he's like, there's a bomb. Right. Yeah. There's a bomb right above you. You have to get out. Get out. So they swing to the other mountain. So they've gotten up one mountain. They were on the top of mountain number four. So they swing to the side of mountain number four and then get back into the cave that they were in. And then they hide from the rocks that fall from the explosion. Uh, 
Yes. I did not they get that. make it seem like they need to go to another mountain, but they obviously do not. They end up back in this crack, this crevice that looks uh-huh. like it's a cave. They were just in a cave. Uh-huh. Then the explosion causes rocks to fly everywhere, but since they're in the cave, they can dodge They can't the rocks. go to another mountain with their maneuver here because without they're a, just running along the side of the fucking mountain that they're on. Yeah, without a third mountain. Third mountain. If there was three mountains, you could hook the one in the middle and swing across to the one on the other side of it. No, they're just... They're just using the, they're like a human pendulum. Yeah, they're just getting as far away as they can from the explosion. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. They should have just stayed in the cave. You know what doesn't make any goddamn sense is his plan that he tells her to do with the rope. Oh yes, now we will I've written down some actual an actual line from the movie as it is spoken. Take this rope, pull it apart, and tie it together. <laughs> and then the next thing you see is them swinging back into uh, like the cave they came from. Right. Uh, sucks. But but before that, she the rope gets cut. Mm-hmm. From this pendulum swinging thing, this doesn't make any goddamn sense. There's no other mountain. They're on the same fucking mountain. Uh, and he grabs her, but she's also got loose gloves. And it's high drama for about half a second. Like, hey, remember the beginning of the movie? But then she just climbs up his back and everything's fine. She's an experienced climber. Yeah, right. Oh, Mountains, she's humans. been on his shoulders before. And his pelvis. Ooh. Yeah. And in his hot tub. The bomb goes off to very little aplomb. It's not. I still don't understand what the bomb's going to do. I don't know. Where was she keeping that C4? And is C4 just gray modeling clay? (laughs) Yes, that you stab with a pocket knife. Yeah. Actually, C4 is uh, that generation of Corvettes from 1980 to 1988. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So Frank sees some smoke. He's like, rescue smoke, that red flare smoke, whatever you call that. And uh, he lands, but it's a trap. It's the lady down on the ground, and they got Michael Rooker tied up, like, held at gunpoint. And then the other guy, the soccer player, is just wandering around, I guess. I don't know where he's at. He's freelancing. And Frank walks up to her, and he's like, hey, lady. And she pulls his gun out, and she's like, hey, gotcha, bitch. And Lithgow's like, okay, go ahead, Michael Ruger. Fuck this shit up. And lets him go. And Michael Ruger runs up. And he's like, Frank, Frank, it's a trap. It's a trap. And then the soccer guy player decides, I'm freelancing pretty good right here. Blows Frank away because X. No concern to the woman in the line of his fire. He's very lucky he doesn't shoot the uh, pilot. He does shoot the fucking pilot, Sam. That's the goddamn problem. Oh no, problem. his his pilot. She's not. She's an airplane pilot. Yeah. He has at no point during this film is let's get the guy up here with the helicopter, let's blow him away, or we can we could maybe like do mean things to him, like pinch his nipples and stuff, and then like give him like uh, so a, a red burn on his arm. It whatever we do to him, it's fine because we're also experienced helicopter pilots. So. Feel free to freelance what, up here. What this he, guy has no idea that you can't shoot Frank. That's their way off the mountain. No, he's working on his head. He's like, everybody's an asshole. Uh, nobody's told me anything. I'm pretty sure that's the only helicopter pilot. Fucking kill him. Die! 
And at some point, they rigged a their, this walk bridge that goes from mountain to mountain After. with a bomb, a trip mine bomb. It's a, well, it's the good kind of a trip mine bomb. It's the one that when you trip on it, it sets off and it gives you about 10 seconds to run away from it. It lets you know it goes dee, 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 yeah. dee, 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 and then oh, we're going to get out of here. And so they run all the way across the... They walk to the end of the bridge mm-hmm. where she trips the trip mine. He goes, we got to run. So they churn around and run the entire length of the bridge back to the place where they just came from rather than finishing their jaunt along the bridge. Well, you don't know how big the bomb is, right? It could blow you up. If you make it to the end of the bridge? She's only halfway across. Oh, bullshit. And he so- trips it and then they run back. Well, it doesn't matter. He, he was all the way to the other end. He's really fast. Oh, whatever. It's so dumb. 69%. But they don't die. It's finally time to find the last case of money, I guess. Sure. And Lithgow's like, hey, give me the code to find the beepy beep, the tracker, the frequency code machine. And Agent Trevor's like, uh, fuck you, buddy. I don't want you to have it. And he's like, uh, I'm sorry, what? Well, if you don't want me to have it, how about I hold my girlfriend at gunpoint, motherfucker? Uh, cool. <laughs> he's like, you're going to listen and you're going to do everything I say. And then he starts groping his girlfriend. Uh-huh. And Travers is like, um, excuse uh-huh. me, what are you doing? And then he's like, bam, 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 and he shoots her. And then he says something that is he indistinguishable. Says, now I'm the only pilot. And you're like, oh, you can fly? You're, when did that happen? And how does that make a difference to what you were talking about with Travers a second ago? She's your girlfriend, dude. I don't care what you have just done. And why wouldn't I give you the fucking frequency codes to begin with? Why do we do the things that we do? Yeah. So now we're down to soccer player guy. Uh Uh-huh. John Lithgow. And Jack Travers. And Jack Travers. Right. Right. I'm assuming his first name is Jack. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his last name should be Mayhoff. <laughs> so no, so Gabe no, no. no. uh uh-uh. no. So Gabe runs to the last case first somehow. Like he just gets there because the last time we saw him, he was on the other side of a fucking <laughs> rope bridge that had been exploded. But he just gets to whatever. And the henchman soccer player soccer. He's like, hey, did you know I used to be a soccer player? No, you used to be a football player. You. Fuck, you're from another country. Yeah. He's doing striker. An indistinguishable British Isles accent. Right. They don't call it soccer, Stallone, you dialogue butthole. Uh, anyways, and so he starts beating the shit out of Michael Roker. Like, he's like, I'm going to play soccer with your face and ribs, Buster. Yeah. Have a fucking foot in your teeth. Good. And he kicks him off the cliff, and Michael Roker's like, oh, yeah, season ends early for you, bitch pulls him off, blows him in the face with a shotgun, his head explodes, and he falls to his death. Mm-hmm. The soccer player guy. It's pretty cool. All right, it doesn't go exactly like that, but pretty similar. He stabs him in the leg, and the guy's like, oh, my leg, let me bend over so that you can grab my <laughs> shotgun. And Travers has got the device, and he's looking for the last case of money, but it's moving all over the fucking place. He's like, what the fuck? I can't get a fix on it. It's like, it's like... I'm in the planet of Xenomorphs, and they're all over, man. They're all over. Yeah. 
And it's because it's, it's strapped to a bunny. Stallone has taken the time to catch a bunny yeah. and strap a fucking tracker to it. Mm-hmm. And it does not care. It thinks it's fun. Yeah, it's like, hey, look at this shit. I got a beeper on me. Woo! I'm a bunny. <laughs> and he tries to blow it away and doesn't. And the bunny's like, I'm fine. I have bullet dodging abilities. <laughs> and that costs $100,000. What? Uh, so during the test screenings of uh, Rennie Harlan's cut, Oh, when wow. the rabbit exploded after what? Travers shot it. They exploded the rabbit. Yeah, they blew it up when he shoots it because oh, he's so geez. pissed because oh, he's such a bad guy. Oh, fuck. People were really pissed. Yeah. So at that point, it was beyond callbacks. So Stallone had to shot 100K to reshoot that. Oh, no. Because you can't just send a film crew over. Well, how much it little- costs. To get the bunny shot. Get a bunny shot. Oh, it's a hundred thousand dollars to get the to get the bunny not and it, there wasn't enough footage of anything else with the bunny not blowing up. Right. Like, the only footage was exploding bunny. <laughs> so we have a hundred thousand dollar callback to go get a bunny not exploding. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, and he radios to John Lithgow and he's like Fuck you! Fuck this plan! This is the worst idea I've ever been involved with, ever! And Lithgow's like, dude, tone it down, man. You gotta tone it down, because the U.S. Treasury chopper is listening in. Is like, hey, isn't that Agent Travers? Travers? Yeah, and the, they're like, wait a second, get a fix on him. And the helicopter pilot says, you know what? I'm just going to keep flying this thing. How about that? Because there's three people in here. I'm flying it. You're sitting there not doing anything. And the guy behind me sitting there not doing anything. <laughs> and Travers follows uh, Gabe's blood trail. Who, because he, he sees him. He, and, and to not get shot, Gabe jumps off a cliff and gets injured. This well, is the scene where. Yeah, this is another yeah. Rennie Harlan cuts. A lot of the action scenes were so outlandish that people were just laughing hysterically mm-hmm. in the uh, test screenings. And you see Sylvester Stallone jump, and it still looks stupid as hell because he jumps like thirty feet. It's he's way out there, and you're like, "Where's he going?" And then the next thing you see is he's like sliding down the side of a mountain. You're like, "Huh?" But in the original cut, he jumps off one mountain and lands on the other mountain to get away. It's like, yeah, bitch, you didn't know I could do that, did you? Watch this, <laughs> boing. <laughs> See a man leap from mountain to mountain. Which happens in uh, Vertical Limit. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so he's hurt, I guess, slightly. Uh, and Travers follows his blood trail to what I'm going to call the Village of the Mountain Elves. <laughs> it's okay. We got to recap where we're at here because <laughs> we, we climbed this mountain to get where the plane crashed on top of the mountain. And then there's a mountain on top of that. And they climbed right. that. Uh-huh. And then there's a mountain on top of that where uh-huh. there was a factory museum uh-huh. and there was a mountain on top of that that was mostly cavernous uh-huh. and they climbed in there the mountain on top of that and at the top of that mountain is like a lake and some built bridges it's like the whole land there's a whole land up there it, it, so now we're six mountains up right the top of mountain five yeah what is this place jackie <clears throat> the christmas scene it is, it's something like you would find in a Christmas movie, or I was thinking like a video game, like weird, okay, cool location to like have a shooter, uh, a deathmatch type game sure. scene in, but it is logistically in this film, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's a bridge over a lake that, on top of a mountain that's on top of a mountain that's on top of a mountain that's on top of a mountain. Correct. That leads to nowhere. It's just 
bridge from Rocky Crag to Rocky Crag mm-hmm. that you could just walk across the lake because it's permanently frozen. This is on top of a fucking frozen mountain. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so <laughs> he's walking across one of these bridges and Stallone grabs him from underneath, which causes Stallone to fall through the ice and then freeze to death and die instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this I don't understand this plan like at all. What was he doing? Because nothing bad happens to Travers here. It all goes bad for Stallone. Mm -hmm. He is is now trapped under ice. He's in a frozen fucking lake. He takes his shirt off when he's down there. Oh, oh, and that unleashes the, he's hot chested? Yeah. Okay. The Care Bear stare. Right, of buffness. Sure. Hmm. And Travers is like, you're going to fucking die down there, you stupid. This was the dumbest plan I've ever seen anybody do. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll shoot you with my bolt action gun yep. that I had for this movie. I've had it in different scenes here and there. I have one again now. Uh, then it cuts to a shot of Rooker holding a machine gun. So you're very unclear as to who shot yeah, Travers. I don't know who shot Travers. Uh, then Travers dies. Then Rooker shows back up without a machine gun. Yeah. And then we see Travers just float away. 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Lithgow is nabbed Jess because she thought he was Frank, blah, blah, blah. They're in a chopper, and he calls Gabe, and he's like, let's meet on top of the Matterhorn. And Gabe's like, okay, I'll do the trade with you. And Now, I have a question here. Mm-hmm. Because they're in the lake on top of Mountain 5, mm-hmm. When the helicopter gets up there, there's no lake. Did they have to go up another mountain yeah, on top of it? So this is the top of yes, mountains. Absolutely. So this is the sixth consecutive stacked mountain. Correct. Okay. Right. You establish that by the ladder that has been placed on top of mountain six. Okay. None of the other mountains have if ladders. if you climb up five consecutive mountains that are stacked on top of each other, you're kind of tired and you just want to <laughs> climb a ladder the rest of the way. <laughs> Uh, so he's like, uh, let him go. And he's like, toss the money in here. Like, we can, neither of these things can happen <laughs> yeah. with us. He's like, and it's funny because Janine Turner in the scene has got this look on her face like, what? She's like, I'm going to shoot her. And then he's pointing the gun at Stallone when he says that. Uh-huh. And she's like, no, you're pointing the gun at him. And he's like, throw the money up. And she's like, you can't fucking throw the money into the helicopter. You're like fucking 30 feet away from him. And Stallone's like, let her go. And Lithgow's like, I can't. I'm flying a chopper, and she's handcuffed. And also, we're 5,000 feet above ground. And I'm pointing a gun at you? Right. Uh, None of the, whatever. Uh, uh, We don't know what we're doing. Why don't you go over there and land and let her go? Time out. Go over there. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, good plan. Time out. So she gets away. She gets free via the winch, climbs down. She's safe. And he's like, Come over here. Come closer. Come closer. Come a little closer. And eventually he's like right on top of him. And Gabe just chucks the money straight into the helicopter blades. And Lithgow's like, you motherfucker. He's like, right now I could throw this money in the helicopter. Uh-huh. Be he done would with fly this. away. Me right. and my girlfriend would be fine. Uh, it's not my job. The chances of this guy man. getting away with the money at this point are oh, slim to nil. Very nice. So good. you know what I'm going to do? Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> and he throws the heli- the money into the helicopter blades. Yeah, it's not like the U.S. Treasury Department wouldn't have liked that money back, Gabe, yeah. you douche. 
And at some point he tethered the helicopter to the fucking ladder on top of the sixth mountain as well. Right. And the the helicopter is now chasing him around the top of this mountain. Yes. He's this is a helicopter chasing a man on top of an area that has a diameter of about 15 feet. Right. Like, where is he good to go? Just go straight down. You land on him. Whatever. There's only one place to go for Gabe. And that's onto the stairs that he is now attached a helicopter to. Yeah. You know where I could go? The only place that could kill me. That's worse death than anything. Uh, And Ricker runs up with a shotgun and starts shooting the shit out of the (laughs) chopper and blows its engine apart. So now it's fucking crashing. The helicopter is like hanging on by a thread. It's barely staying up. Uh Uh, Gabe is hanging from the ladder that's hanging from the helicopter. And Rooker's like, fuck you. (laughs) And he starts shooting the helicopter like to help it go down and kill his body. Right, and it crashes against the mountain, pulling the stairs, the the ladder off of it, along with fucking Gabe, who then falls down on top of the helicopter and has a fist fight with John Lithgow on top of a helicopter that's hanging from a fucking mountainside. This is the only time a helicopter's ever hit anything hard without exploding. Right, absolutely. In a movie, so it's like... In movie land, we're preconditioned to uh, expect the helicopter to explode. Our number one stinker staple is the exploding chopper. And they're like, no, this one doesn't explode. No, just bounces off mountains. It just hits mountains and it's fine. I got some dialogue written down as well, Sam. Okay, good. It's just us now, you piece of shit, says John Lithgow. (laughs) It's just us now, you piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, Stick around is thrown out while, <sighs> during this fight scene which you can't fucking say because we've already done stick around guys in predator uh then my favorite we had a deal and now there's just us um what Whoa. my favorite part right right there was when john lithgow goes you're a real piece of work and still goes you're a real piece of shit <laughs> There's, they all have like they're just like punch one liner, punch one liner, uh, headlock, headlock, one liner, on top of a helicopter that's hanging from a ladder, on top of a mountain that's on top of five other mountains. Correct. Well, eventually, Gabe kicks John Lithgow into the chopper yes. that he came out of. Uh, he kicks him off the chopper, which causes him to make a total U route in air back into the chopper. He's like the curving bullet from the Zapruder film. Exactly. Uh, that, that then causes the chopper to fall from the ladder that it's attached to. And Gabe jumps back onto the ladder that he was attached to. Yeah. And the chopper falls down to the uh, bottom of the mountain and explodes. And then explodes. Right. But not the first time. Uh, to which, what's the one-liner here? He had a chopper fall on him or something like that. Oh. He's down there. Oh, yeah, the FBI yeah, he's finally. Got a chopper on and him. The, F- <laughs> the FBI doesn't show up either. Uh-huh. They're just, like, still flying around like, what's the word? Who's this? Oh, this is the you know, president of Rocky Mountain Rescue or whatever. Where's the guy who's inside a chopper 4,000 feet south of you? Wait, south or down? <laughs> uh, down, I guess. And so? Down and so. I don't know. Where are you? Uh, do you have a compass? <laughs> hey, is that the lady from Northern Exposure? She's great. She's great. <laughs> Ice rack. 
That's the whole fucking movie. And it just credits. It just ends in classic Rennie Harlan style. 69% on Rotten 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. And the ending of this film really does set up that there would be a sequel in Hoover Dam. Oh, right. Uh, all right. Who wants to go first on questions? I only have one question. Uh-huh. One question and one question only. Do they know how mountains work? <laughs> Yeah, Sam, they spring up on top of each other like pimples. <laughs> Jackie? Uh, I I asked all my questions during the, the episode. Okay. I'll only ask one. Is this the idiot plot? <sighs> no. That okay. would be giving it credit. Oh. Idiots wouldn't say fuck you to so many. Well, like, even an idiot wouldn't do these things. As I have... So this is... Wait, what is it then? What do we call this? Fuck you, do what I want. The, yeah. Fuck you. The fuck you. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is the idiot plot, but it's just. <sighs> These guys are the worst criminals that have ever existed. There is no way that they could heist $100 million from the U.S. Treasury Department, which I have heard keeps awful good tabs on their fucking money. Yeah. And get like Jack Travers hasn't lost a shipment in twelve years. Right. Wait, what is he doing with these guys? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's not the idiot plot because it's like opposite day or something. Like anything that anyone says, you have to be. It's the contrarian plot, maybe. Man, I guess. Do this. Fuck you. I don't care what how good of an idea that is. I'm going to do something and, oh, else. Oh, and against my motivations. I, I don't have motivation. Fuck you, I don't. Yeah, my motivation I'll is I'll find fuck. a motivation to yeah. fuck you. Yep. Fuck Motivate her. your mouth to come off your head. Fuck you. No, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> All right. Uh, final recommendations then. You know what? I was pleasantly surprised because of how much I hated this when I saw it in the theater. Uh-huh. And then I saw it again on USA. Uh, probably about 15 years ago, and was like, oh, this is so fucking bad. But knowing how bad it was going into it, it was I almost cried a couple times with hilarity. Uh, I, uh, you go last. I also say so. I, this is my pick. I had never seen this movie before. I had avoided it because I just didn't give a shit at all. It looked butt as crap. It was like ver- I avoided Vertical Limit, too. This just looks butt to me, so I, I steered clear. Nobody could recommend it enough for me. Uh, I had a really good time with this, not in the way that people say it is. It's not a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. No. Can't look myself in the mirror and, and say that this is a quality film. This is pure garbage. Had I right, Had I had to give this a honest film review and like in stars it's like this is a this is a two-star movie it could be two to three stars yeah, out gotta, of ten you you gotta ten. praise it for the fucking helicopter pilots you gotta give it a, sure I, well i'll give it an entire star on film critiquing for the work that the helicopter pilots did okay they're not on screen one star uh, yeah, one, <laughs> one star to close bidding uh, i i thoroughly enjoyed it though this is a total do for me i had seen this when it came out and I remember I just thought it was so action-packed. It was so cool. And uh, watching it again, I, I went on that ride, and I had a really good time. Silva! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm in. This, this, this is a total two. All right. Uh, it's not streaming for free anywhere, but we rented it on Vudu for three bucks. So. And you get it for a whole 30 days if you can manage to watch it again. Yeah, right. 
Uh, moving on, uh, I want to uh, give a serious thank you uh, and plug to something our good friend uh, and uh, number one contributor now of the show, Jack B, prepared on our website. He has gone through and cataloged, obviously, every movie that we've ever uh, done an episode, dedicated an episode to, and then gone through and selected every the IMDb pages from and pulled every single actor out of those films, every single writer, every single director, every single choreographer, and every single cinema uh, uh, composer, uh, not choreographer, cinematographer, and composer, and made a spreadsheet of how many times somebody has been featured on Stinker Madness. It is an exhaustive spreadsheet. Uh, so to find it uh, and and keep track of us and keep us on tabs, and we might uh, also need to use it every now and then uh, on our episodes to see how many times somebody's been in a show, go to uh, stingermanus.com, click on people in the menu bar, and then underneath that you'll see appearances. So be sure to check that out. Mm -hmm. it's, it's fucking awesome. I can't imagine how long this took him and how much uh, back-end coding he had to do to pull this information, uh, but I seriously want to thank him. Absolutely. Thank you. And uh, special... Uh, He's going to enjoy this because at number one, would you care to guess who is the number one of most appearances of all time on Sneaker Madness? Should be quite clear. Well, first off, I would just like to say thank you to Jack before I get so cut off and no, left behind in no, the conversation. No, we're, we're done with the thank yous. Let's play the game. <laughs> okay. Okay. So number one, who's been on our show the most? Yeah. And be. is it just episodes? Uh, Yeah. Not streaming do's and don'ts. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Now, I'll give you a hint. It's now eight times. Oh, what's that guy's name? I think name? I know. I'm, I'm going to... But I think I was tipped off to this. I, to give Jackie a hint, he may have been in today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> he was, in fact, in today's episode. Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester yes. Stallone has appeared on Sticker Madness now eight times. I was going to guess Ron Perlman. And we're not done with him. We've got a ways to go. Well, he makes these shitty movies. We might be only halfway through Stallone. I love Sylvester Stallone. I fucking love him. I mean, how he wrote, he wrote Rocky, and how he, well, how good. Wrote Rocky. I said wrote In Rocky. three days, right? Right. Yeah. And how fucking good quality First Blood is, and Copland is just jaw-droppingly Excellent. I've yeah. never seen Copland. Yes, you have. We just watched just it. Just watched it. It's the one where he's the the sheriff of the town that all the cops live in. They, yes, I do know which one you're talking about. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, it's one of the best movies ever made. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna get up to sixteen. Sure. Yeah. So applause to you, Jack B, and applause to you, Sylvester Stallone. You stink. Yep. And are also awesome. And are also awesome. Yeah. Just every once in a while, you're awesome. And a lot of times, boy, do you stink. <laughs> I'm just saying, if he came over here, I would give him some tea and biscuits hmm. and let him be on an episode. Don't get in the hot tub with him. Yeah. We got some streaming do's and don'ts this week, uh, starting up with Rift Tracks that Jackie and I watched a few weeks ago. It's a horror movie. Oh. A slumber party horror movie specifically entitled The Last Slumber Party. I have never seen this. Uh, I want to say, what, what do you think, 86, 87, somewhere in there, Jackie? Mm. I was thinking like mid seventies. No, 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 no. The slumber party craze didn't start 
the the knockoffs didn't happen until the 80s for sure oh. this has got to be after slumber party massacre was, one and two yeah so was it slumber party or slumber party massacre that was the first one uh slumber party massacre i think now did they happen before the babysitter mm, i don't think so okay yeah uh anyways the last massacre, your typical slumber party scenario uh, with a, I'm still confused on who the murderer is in this film because you're flashed with scenes repeatedly of a guy in a surgeon's mask with a scalpel going, <laughs> just walking around or being in like a hallway or behind a plant going, hey. <laughs> And then people are dropping dead, but then it turns out that he's not. I didn't like this movie. No, it's bad. It's It was so unviewable and trying to figure it out because you would think the movie was over, but then, oh, that was just a dream. Was it? Or um, Is it? Uh, wait, no. That dream that you thought you just came out of, that was actually just a dream. What? And it's. Uh... No, that all happened. And the killer is not the killer. It's actually somebody unrelated who just showed up uh, or something like that. And everybody's dead in the pool now. Right. What? No. It's Monster Go-Go bad. Oh, that's bad. This is one of the worst movies I have ever seen. I was mad that I wasted my time with it. I I loved it. I absolutely fucking loved it. Riff Tracks was hilarious. Uh, If it would not have been for the Riff Tracks. I probably would have made you stop it. Well, here's the deal. Anytime you get into the ones and twos, you have to carry a caveat with that. It's not that this is an enjoyable film for the majority of moviegoers, but if you are the type of person who's like, you know what? I'll fucking watch Manos. I'll fucking yeah. do that. I'll watch Monster Go Go. Fuck that. I'll watch the incredibly strange creatures who got mixed up and turned into weird zombies or whatever that incredibly long title is. I'll watch Plan Nine. I'll I, fucking do that. I watched Space Mutiny last night, yeah. even though two people in this room told me never watch it, especially without the riff tracks, and I did it anyway. Right. You then, are a daring man. Yeah. Then I think that Last Slumber Party should fall into those that category. It is that bad. It belongs in the top. 100 worst movies ever oh. made. Absolutely. It is bad. Uh so I'll give it I'll give it that due that but in general for enjoyment's sake. Ugh, That's a no. Not. Yeah, probably not. Like Secret Agent Super Dragon. Bad. Oh yeah, it's Secret Agent Super Dragon bad. Uh ugh. uh next up Sam and I watched this on Prime uh called Invasion Force. An AIP movie directed by uh, David A. Pryor. Not starring Ted Pryor, unfortunately. It, what is unfortunately until really you get into the movie and you just don't care because it was so much fun that you quit missing Fritz. Matthews. And yeah. uh, Ted Pryor. Ted Pryor. Almost you forgot completely about him because this thing was such a good time. It starts out with a bullshit ax- action scene uh-huh. of one guy with a shirt off blowing away dudes and this guy's awesome he's he's super buff eh? mm-hmm. uh and then he but he's got one of those like half balding long hair mullets and it's been bleached to the point that it's barely holding on to his head right anymore. uh he looks like the biggest fucking doofus with two guns just blowing everybody fucking away mm-hmm. grenades all the whole show but then you find out that it's a film oh we're oh. shooting a bullshit david a Pryor movie okay which is usually is like a setup for like, oh, I'm gonna fucking hate this I movie. I am the movie inside the movie, 
like you name you start naming how many times it's worked and it's barely worked. It's like a living in oblivion and state in Maine, and then in the it's a graveyard of bad movies beyond that. Yes. And then your hook is is that uh, uh, basically an invasion force comes in. The the Rostov's team from Invasion USA tries to take over the suburbs again, and they're camped next to uh, this film where they're shooting. And the guys are like, "No, oh, fuck that! We're not having any of that. Let's kill them." Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Oh yeah, especially like the way it kind of works out. Is that like the head of the Teamsters used to be in Nam, and mm-hmm. the uh, production designers like, oh fuck it, I can shoot a gun. But like everybody's sort of unassuming, and then they're like, these fuckers are trying to take over USA. Fuck you! Fuck and then they you. kill everybody. USA. <laughs> and then USA. the lead act, the lead actress that like you're made to believe is only there because she's boning the producer uh-huh. who's a dick. She like turns out to be the heroine of the film. Right. That, that was pretty cool. She kicks a lot of ass. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Invasion Force is a do from me. Very much a do. Uh, last but not least, Jackie and I also watched this on Prime. It is a 2017 movie that uh, I, I don't know if we're, it's going to make the nominees for this Mab Fuzz, but I want to talk about a little anyways. Starring American treasure Tom Hanks. Oh. And the circle? Are you going to talk about the circle? I'm going to oh. talk about the circle with Emma Watson and Tom Hanks. Every time I try to push play on it, I'm like, I don't think I can do it. I think this movie is one of the biggest tragedies as far as the a, a last 10 minutes of a film that has ever, like, m- you guys missed the fucking mark by a fucking, did you just quit on yeah. what you were trying to accomplish with this film and making a statement about uh, uh, life and society and, the, and blurring the lines between technology and who we are as people, and then it just goes into corporate greed? That's your fucking message? Jackie, help me out here. Did, did You seem to have liked The Circle. I did like The Circle. Um, I thought it was interesting in a way to look at how we as a society are moving towards... Everything I everything, just said. Yeah, everything <laughs> about your life is public knowledge. Uh-huh. Oh, so the blurring of the public sphere and the private sphere? Jürgen Habermas? I finally got to say that. Jürgen Habermas? Jürgen Habermas. <laughs> oh, that's what you say when you uh, yeah. when you throw a birthday party for uh, an elvish person. No. Jürgen Habermas! <laughs> and then like everybody, everybody comes out and tutus. And you got those little poppers. Jürgen Habermas! No, it's like that's the some of the communication philosophy that I had to learn that when you're going, I'll never use this ever in life again. Well, I just did. Right there. Public sphere and private sphere getting blurred. Jurgen Habermas. Okay. Bam. All right. It's German Habermas today. <laughs> Everyone. I think it might be actually Jurgen Habermas, but whatever. Everyone grab an elf and go to the streets. Uh, Yeah. It Okay. It is that. Yeah, sure. The premise of the film is fantastic, Jackie. There's, it is, if done properly, uh, good enough to qualify for an Oscar nomination, they lost their messaging completely at the end, especially in the end, because it goes from this message where uh, we're making all these mistakes and this company is getting too big and too powerful to, I need to crack the corruption inside open by releasing Tom Hanks's emails 
when did this even get established that he had emails? Because Wait. he would... wanted everybody else to be transparent, but not him. Right. But that's fine if at some point in the film you have established that there's something that he doesn't want to be transparent about, that he's a bad guy. But the, the film makes the statement is like of... Uh, of the invasion of privacy is getting too much. It's getting too much. So your vehicle to make that statement is by making somebody want to have privacy. The guy who is saying everybody should be open wants to have privacy. Then that, that you've conflicted your own statement that your film is making. Hmm. I I don't know, Justin. I don't want to get into the wait pol- a second the political. The philosophical end of yeah. Jurgen Habermas. The yeah. Jurgen Habermas is the reason why you watch the fucking film, Jackie. I liked it. Did he have his email on a private email server? He certainly fucking did. And then he had a well, backup he, email. He better not run for president. Uh, it was It's crap. And I would be willing to bet you a lot of money that is also your money. So it doesn't really matter because we're married. Uh, find another person that liked the circle, Jackie. It's shit, especially somebody from the uh, that uh, follows science fiction as much as uh, say I do. It is not Sherman Hagermoss. It is. I don't even know if Hagermoss is still alive. It's uh, it's Steve Hagendoss. <laughs> Steve Hagendoss. Well, there is other people because fifty percent of Google users like this movie. Fifty yeah. percent. Five point three. IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes. Sixteen. Yeah. No, it's it sucks, but uh, I ugh, no, I'm gonna give it a definite don't. Even though it's got American Treasure Tom Hanks in it, I'm gonna give it a do. Audience score is only twenty two percent. Yeah, you could not defend its shit ending. How can you do that? <sighs> Hagen Doss. Yeah, Hagen Doss. Jackie, get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.